everybody. Welcome to another Disney uh, Studios ranking. This is the show that we've done every month for the last long while where we watch all of the films done by any of the entities from Walt Disney Studios and we rank them. And this includes the DCOMs, Stanford's favorite, the Disney Nature, Stanford's other favorite, the Marvel, <laughs> the Star Wars, Touchstone. Uh, yeah, the other yeah. releases. <laughs> and today we are talking about 2010. And I don't know about you, but I had this is the one where I had seen the least of yeah, this, these rankings. Yeah, that um, I had seen many of them, but there were some that were like kind of glaring omissions. Like, oh wow, I can't believe I hadn't seen that. You know, mm-hmm. um, there I think there were 12 out of the 20. Oh that wow, I hadn't seen. okay, yeah. and I was probably like at nine. Um, mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's it was kind of it was interesting I had a lot of homework and uh, I have a lot <laughs> I have a lot that I'm just kind of like eh, on no, but uh, it, it was hard to rank because it's like which one do I pick over no. um, like which one is and, uh, worse than this yeah. one or you know <laughs> <my first one. laughs> yeah well Let's talk about our number 20. Let's dive in. And uh, what do you have at number 20? You know, this was a hard pick because it was kind of a three-way tie. But I ended up picking uh, When in Rome, the romantic comedy starring uh, Kristen Bell and Josh Duhamel, if I'm saying his name saying his name right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I so this is one that I had missed. I remember getting bad reviews. And I was thinking to myself, well, can it be that bad? You know, and it's set in Italy and there's some fun stuff. But, yeah, it can be that bad. You know, there, every decision, I think, it, you know, it was in the script. Every decision that was made, made just made me mad. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of a better way to say it, Rach. Maybe you can help me process through it. Yeah. But, but I, I guess, you know, it falls just a lot of the tropes, I think, of a, of a, of a romantic comedy, particularly romantic, romantic comedy of the era, you know, you know of the time period. But. Uh, just overall, I just found it frustrating and just unpleasant. And again, I just hated every creative decision that was made. I liked the cast, but I just mm-hmm. didn't. I didn't like uh, the words that they were saying or the actions that they <laughs> they were doing. Yeah, I don't have it much higher. It's in my bottom five, so I I'm there with you. I do feel like this sort of run between like 2006 and 2011. Of romantic comedies there were so many terrible ones yeah. in that period that it really kind of gave a bad name to the genre Rap to the genre because it's mm-hmm. such a venerable wonderful genre and these yeah and i bad. i really yeah i really think that you can blame the fact that the last 10 years we've hardly gotten any yeah i mean you you have a maybe a, an indie here and there uh, I mean, if, unless you're counting Hallmark and that, that kind of thing, but that's part of the reason why Hallmark became a thing uh, was because nobody else was making rom-coms. Yeah. That's, that's where you had to go because there were none being made. Yeah. And, and unless you wanted to watch like a Judd Apatow type one that was more of the, the kind from of a male perspective and more, yeah. uh, more of the raunchy, those were being made. But other than that, there were hardly any romantic comedies being made in the last decade. And I think a lot of it comes down to terrible ones like when in Rome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just, if you're going to do something like this 
and especially if you're going to pay homage to like some of the greats, like Three Coins in the Fountain and Roman exactly. Holiday, and things, you need to do a much better job. Yep. Uh, you need and you need to be funny. You need to be much funnier. Yeah, it was uh, just stupid. It wasn't funny. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I don't think one joke. I didn't feel like one joke or one gag landed, and I can't necessarily blame it on the cast because I thought that. I mean, I like Kristen Bell. I mean, like I said, I like the cast. It's just, I don't know if they just didn't have any chemistry yeah. or the direction was bad. I, I, I really mostly blame the script, but, but still. Ugh. Well, my number 20 is, in my opinion, one of the more annoying movies I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it's the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland. I just do not like this movie. I don't like how the characters seem like they're always shouting. I don't like the the whole like battle motif that ends up and then all of a sudden you've got the mad hatter dancing in the middle of a battle scene i don't like that she has this like there's the prophecy and it's just no fun and if anything alice in wonderland is supposed to be fun it's supposed to be nonsense it's supposed to be silly it's and this is just unpleasant i hate the chris uh crispin um uh, Glover character, I the he's so weird. I mean, he's always weird, but why is he being all horny and like strange? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Towards Alice, I don't like that. I know it's Underland and Wonderland, but I just really dislike the movie. The only thing I really, I guess, like is Alan Rickman as the as the um, as the caterpillar caterpillar yeah yeah and it's definitely the movie that if i was forced to rewatch any of these it's the last one that i would choose so it had to be the last i really and also the fact that it made a billion dollars now we're stuck with these terrible remakes <laughs> <laughs> it hadn't have done so well we would we might not have had this horrible <laughs> trend so i yeah. blame it for that too and it should have been better tim burton should have been a perfect fit for this. It should have been great. And it was not great. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. No, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I, you know, I have it a lot higher, which I can't believe. <laughs> I can't Number believe one, I think it shows, <laughs> I think it shows the poor quality of films, you know, overall throughout the year, but, and I, and I don't know if you want to talk me to talk about it now or later, Rach, what would you, what would you uh, prefer? We, we, uh, well, just, yeah, just talk about it now. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. believe it or not, I have it at number eight. I mean, what the oh heck? Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but there is method to my because I honestly I had to rewatch it again because I hadn't seen it since you know 2010. Mm-hmm. But I rewatched it just because, uh, dude, you've got to like get the solid in your brain. I mean, what in the world? <laughs> so a couple of things, uh, and again, I appreciate what you're saying, and I think that. Mine, I guess, would it be would it be considered just a hot take or just a dumb take? You know, just like Stan, what are you mm-hmm. thinking? What are you thinking? You're crazy. But um, <laughs> the uh, uh, I thought in a lot of for me for me the Tim Burtonness of it worked, and I and I think what what I appreciated about it, I don't think that it was necessarily titled well. In that, sure, there's these characters from Alice in Wonderland, but it's really it's like Tim Burton like created a weird sequel. To, to, you know, the books. And uh, f- for me, that was, in a way, it was refreshing because I was just, I-, I hate this concept of these remakes so much that 
for this just to be kind of its own individual weird thing and not truly trying to remake a movie like he did with Dumbo, which I thought was just absolutely dreadful. Um, that I don't know. It strangely worked. It strangely worked for me. Mm-hmm. I, I I like Alice's character arc, how she figured things out and was able to, uh, you know, stand up for herself, and and uh, I don't know the 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 CGI I found just kind of strangely entertaining. Uh, I anyway I allow it. Allow it. <laughs> well, you're nice to listen. I appreciate that. And I hope you'll still talk to me. But, but uh, it's I just I, and I just I can't believe it myself. But that's that's it's where it's it's where it landed this round for well, me. Uh, what do you have at uh, what do you have at nineteen? Okay, again, so this is a three way tie for me. I have the Sorcerer's Apprentice at number at number nineteen. Mm-hmm. I just thought this film again the same thing. It's like and this one though is like okay, you've titled the Sorcerer's Apprentice. And I'm thinking Disney, I'm thinking Mickey Mouse. I mean, not that Mickey Mouse needs to be in it or it needs to be. But it has nothing to do with the Fantasia short. Like nothing other than yeah. in the title. And that to me seemed weird. Because it's like, maybe you want a title to something else. Like just source the Sorcerer's Battle or something. I don't know. Um, and I, 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 I hated Nicolas Cage's performance. It was just a lot of kind of CGI throw up. It was muddled. I, couldn't, I can't stand Jay, um, uh, draw Baruchel. Baruchel, yeah, in this in this role, it just it. Uh, I just thought it was an absolutely dreadful film. Yeah. I have an old tiny bit higher, but not like super high. Uh, so my number nineteen is one that I was really hoping when I saw it in this list. I'd never seen it. I was hoping it would be like, oh, big surprise, a hidden gem. No, it is uh, the Tempest, Julie Taymor. Oh, I almost put it at the bottom. I it's thought it was so bad. really bad. I and yeah, I was surprised how terrible it looked. I thought the visuals looked like something from Once Upon a Time, not a you know like feature film okay. like oh. this. Uh, it was so boring. It was so bad. I was just shocked at how bad it was. I I almost just stopped and like I can't. I thought no, it was. Terrible. I agree. You know, I. If I saw it in the theater, Rachel, I promptly forgot it. So I, you know, I rewatched it, and I with you. I could not believe how bad it was. I, given that Julie Tamer was the one who directed it, I just was thinking she's going to bring a real visual panache to the yeah. story. That's going to make it so really interesting. And and it had whatever little she did, it had like the complete opposite effect. This 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 could not have made Shakespeare more uninteresting. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and uh, and you know and uninspiring. I, I absolutely yeah. hated it. What did you think about changing the role of Prospero uh, into a female role? Did that have any uh, sway? You know, your way or, or what, what was your what was your take I, on that? I mean, I'm, I guess I'm not familiar enough with the Tempest to to like really taken that into effect in my experience but i mean they just don't do anything interesting with helen Mirren. she tries as hard as she can and uh um uh uh, and yeah it has i mean a great cast felicity jones damon huntsu so i thought oh this is gonna be like a maybe a, a hidden gem but 
I just thought it was miserable. I did not enjoy it. Yeah, uh, and I can be, I like most Shakespeare adaptations. I just, I don't know. Like I said, this looked like a bad episode of once upon a time to me, as far as the visuals and the, um, which is, I, I thought at least Julie, Julie Taymor was going to provide that. Me too. Um, Cause like something like across the universe, it's like not great story wise, but it is visually very. Visually it's lovely. Yeah. It's very appealing. Yeah, and of yeah. course, you know what great work she did with the Lion King. She, Julie Taymor directed this wonderful right. production uh, that the Metropolitan Opera in New York City does of uh, Mozart's The Magic Flute. And mm. it is gorgeous and so inventive and so interesting. And then, you know, she was behind that horrible Spider-Man <laughs> play. So, you know, was, I guess you can't be genius all the time, even though I kind of wish that they could. But right. wow. I mean, not. I'd certainly rather watch from what I've heard at least that Spider-Man would rather watch that than this. Oh. But uh but yeah, I guess you can't uh, so bad. The woes of being an artist. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so what do you have at 18? 18 again. This was my this was my 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 tie for the bottom. Uh Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time. CGI throw up. I absolutely <laughs> hate this movie. Now now I I am not familiar with the source material. I mean, I know it's a video game, and uh, and maybe if I li- you know liked and played the game, that maybe would change my mind. But I just thought it was a muddled mess. I didn't think Jake. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal is, is athletic enough and, st- and whatnot to a- do what he's asked to do. But I didn't think that he was a great necessarily a great choice for the role. And uh, I just hate the way it looks. I hate the way. It's filmed. I hate all the CGI. I, was, I mean, I'm sorry to be so negative, but it's just, I just no, think it's, it's absolutely it's horrible, horrible film. I didn't hate this. I You'll see where I have it, but I don't know. I thought it was fine. Like, I, I'm not going to, like, come to its strong defense, but I yeah. thought it was kind of serviceable action. Yeah, what did movie. you Yeah, what did you like about it? Um, I mean, I thought it had some fun action uh, scenes. I, I liked... The cast, for the most part, I thought everybody was pretty good. Um, I don't know. I just kind of, kind of like a mummy movie or you know something like that. That's just sort of a serviceable action flick. Like yeah. I thought it was had some fun spectacle to it. It I wasn't really that bored with the story. Um, it's not like a great movie. I think I have a two and a half stars, but. I guess I had very low expectations going into it. So maybe that helps too. Well, and I'm the one who put Alice in Wonderland at number eight. So I cannot know. <laughs> I'm the one with the really bad taste this round. <laughs> well, my number 18, I have, that's where I have you again. I actually went in Rome at 17 and I have you again at 18. Um, this, I can see why some people with different sense of humor would enjoy it. It's just too mean spirited for my taste. It's really mean spirited. Um, I have a higher, yeah. But, but yeah, mean spirited. And so I just didn't find it pleasant. It's just not my style of romantic comedy. It's not what I like. So I, um, yeah, I have it at eighteen. Um, yeah, um, I said I, I've got you again higher. Uh, and again, it's another one of those like I can't believe I ranked it as high as I did. It's the first time I've seen this. You know, it's one of those that I mm-hmm. didn't see in twenty ten. Me too. So I, so I just said re- rewatched it. You know, I guess part of it for me is um, 
I went to school with some people like this, mm-hmm. you know, and like the mean spirited ones, like, you know, the, 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 the mean cheerleader that's going to marry the brother, you know? Right. <laughs> and I guess it was an interesting way for me to kind of process through that. Not so much that I was necessarily directly affected, but just seeing it as disturbing, you know, it's just seeing this kind yeah. of behavior. And then I thought, I liked how Jamie Lee Curtis and Sigourney Weaver were just like older versions of the same, the same sort of deal. And again, mean spirited and it's not necessarily that great of a movie. I guess just for me, it was interesting treatise on, on how to deal with that kind of behavior. Cause it's just been, it's just been kind of on my mind. So yeah, I- I can see that. I kind of wish that they'd had one of that. It had, instead of it being all women, that they'd had one of the couplings be men. God, yeah. Because it does kind of make give this idea that like women are petty. Women yeah, are, I agree. You know, kind of that. I and I think that would have actually been kind of funny if the Victor mm-hmm. Garber character had had yeah his own person. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that a strength for the, for me in this movie is just that it's just got. I think I thought Kristen Bell was quite good in the role and everybody mm-hmm. was good. I just thought that the, you know, the acting was, 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 was like pretty solid yeah. in this. They were really trying to push Kristen Bell 2010. Yeah. I think that was, yeah. I think she was like the it girl and yeah, sadly, really. and sadly they didn't ever necessarily <laughs> give her great, um, great films, but, but I don't yeah. think she really came to her own until frozen, you know, for me, although I know she did yeah. um, a lot of TV work. Frozen um, in the two. Good Place. I know yeah. that, uh, that was very popular. Yeah. So I have you again at 18. I have one in Rome at 17. What you have at 17? So at 17, I have um, the first decom of the bunch, Den Brother, mm-hmm. which was harmless, as I think I mentioned to you, but pure <laughs> torture. I was just like, get me through this movie. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it so much. <laughs> I guess, I mean, you know, I guess I was frustrated because the brother was so flawed. And I know he had a lot, a lot to go through, but uh, it just, it just the, whole, the whole thing just drove me crazy. And then all of the, the Girl Scout stuff and the weird adults that were in it. And I don't know. I just, I really, I just, I just, it was not, not my thing. What's your take? What was your take on it? So I have it at 14. I I think that he was very selfish and a frustrating character. I, know that was the I guess point. the only thing I that made it a little higher for me was just that I liked the relationship between the brother and sister. I thought it was sweet. And I feel like that's a relationship that you don't see that often. Yeah. Is a brother and a little sister kind of a relationship. Yeah. So that's the only reason that I have it at 14. So, um, so at 16, I have the lot, the last song. And I think actually, if you're jonesing for a Nicholas Sparks, you know, weepy rom-com, teenage rom-com, this is, I mean, not rom-com, rom drama, drama. Yeah. Drama. If you're jonesing for that, this is fine. I just rarely am jonesing for that. I don't like the Nicholas Sparks brand of romance. It's not for me. I don't, I don't wouldn't have any of them rated very high. If I was doing like a 
100 you know favorite romances maybe walk to remember i might might make the 100 i do like you know that one pretty good um i don't know i just I'm like oh here's the beat where someone's gonna get cancer okay uh, you know and and all the the long walks by the beach and the the tearful i don't know kisses and the on the beach and I think that this is a fine example of it. If that's what you like, you know, yeah. a lot of people do. They they made many of them. People like them. I think Miley's actually fine in it. Um, and, uh, you know, she ended up marrying Liam. Uh, yeah. And so, I mean, they have, I think, fine chemistry. Gary Kinnear's pretty good as her dad. It's a fine movie. It's just not what I like. So I have it a little 16. higher, which is another one like, like, holy crap, where did that come from? Sorry. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I think for me, because I don't care for Nicholas Sparks stories, there's not just, you know, not my, not my thing. Uh, yeah. However, I thought that for Nicholas Sparks story, this one has actually had pretty nice production values. I thought, yeah, I thought my Cyrus was good in the role. And I can't believe I'm saying that because I'm not a fan but uh, I thought she did. I thought she did a good job. And Greg Kinnear was good. I thought it was beautifully filmed. I love, yeah. you know. I know that so many of his stories are set there in North Carolina. I thought that, I love that. Uh, of course, it's you know all the all the melodrama and all the stuff, the, the burning of the church and all yeah. this stuff. I was just like, oh, I just roll my eyes. And but I just saw it's Nicholas Sparks. You know, yeah. as you said, it's just it's, it is it's Nicholas Sparks. So. It's hard to fault something for being an example of what it is. Of what it is. Right? Yeah. And again, I thought that it was a really good, as you said, it, just, it's, it was a very good uh, interpretation of, of uh, yeah. you know, what it is. What it well, so what do you have at 16? At 16, I have The Tempest. Mm, yeah. yeah. Just, you know, to round out my bottom five. Oh, that was That's just so horrible, horrible. Are you a fan of Rachel's reviews? Do you look forward to Family Movie Night, Female Film Critics Panels, or the Talking Disney Podcast? If so, please consider supporting the podcast by becoming a patron. As a patron, you get to access monthly events such as the watch-alongs and Q&As, where you get to talk to stars and find out the behind the scenes of the movie making industry. And you can pick what I review for Family Movie Night or even become a guest on the podcast podcasts and YouTube channels are expensive and I really, really could use your help. I would so appreciate it. You also get to be a member of the Facebook group where we talk about all the films that we're seeing and we have so much fun. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies and select one of the Rachel's fan tiers. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. All right. Well, 15, I have Camp Rock 2. This is my initiation into Camp Rock. I think we need to give <laughs> a little too. explanation to these people about what rock music is. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> Nothing yeah. I heard here is remotely yeah. rock. Aside from maybe a, a few electric guitars that you saw every now and then. It was definitely pop music. Yeah. Should be called mm. Camp Pop. Mm. Um, pop. I was kind of laughing because there's a rock and roll um, Barbie movie um where there's two camps there's a rock and roll camp and a oh. prince camp and the barbies uh. the two main barbie characters get swapped uh and end up going to the wrong camp so one's in the the princess oh. is in the rock camp and the the rock and roll is in the princess camp and i think that genuinely that's a better movie than this 
better songs. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. This was fine. The Jonas Brothers are are pretty charismatic. Demi Lovato is, is a pretty good singer. She's she's you know good. This is if you enjoy this kind of music, then you'll have a fun enough time watching it. Yeah, I don't know. I can't don't have much to say. There's not like a ton of story here. It's basically just an excuse to for teeny boppers to hear their favorite, you know, songs yeah. and stuff. So no, exactly. You know, I this was my first uh, uh, camp rock exposure too. I mean, or, or just watching the movie. I mean, I've I've been very well familiar that this is a thing. You know, that camp rock and camp <laughs> rock too. Yeah. Uh, clearly, I'm not on the demog- You know, the target demographic. Uh, I thought it was, yeah, it's, just, it's cute, you know, um, harmless, you know, cheery music. Uh, I can see, I could see why the Jonas Brothers and Demi Lovato were a thing, you know, like how why, why they were yeah. so popular. That I was like, oh, okay, I think I think I can and uh, probably understand. I guess I can understand that. Yeah, but, it's still to this day, you know, but, very, uh, I very didn't, popular. I didn't love it. I have it. I have that at 13, but mm-hmm. still it was, yeah. Uh, I, and I, and, and it just makes me dread that I know that in the, in a future, <laughs> we have camp rock. <laughs> I have heard that this is better than that. This is an improvement on the original camp rock. So. Well, I think you, uh, I think you meant I also, the, I can't help but the fact that I've seen the Demi Lovato documentary and I know that this was like a super hard time for her that she is having eating disorders. And so I kind of watching it, it was kind of like having that in the back of my mind, Yeah, sad. Um, which is kind of hard. Yeah. I, I don't think necessarily her Disney days were all that, that no, happy compared I, to I, Miley, I which like, seems like Miley had a much better experience. Yeah. Than Demi did, but I mean, those years sounded really hard for her. And yeah. I don't know if it was Disney or her or her family or her fans or what, et cetera. You know, I mean, it was everything, yeah. the fame. Um, it's so being so young, it'd be hard. But uh, what do you have at 15? At uh, so at 15, I have Oceans, Disney Nature Oceans. Oh my gosh. I hated this movie. <laughs> well, I was curious what you would think of it because it's more of the of the like planet Earth style, and, and I didn't know if that would be more palatable to you um, because you know they don't anthropomorphize the yeah, animals as much. I was really happy but, about that. I love, like but I and I and some of the some of the photography I mean, literally. So, you know, some of that cinematography took, just took my breath away. It's, it's so beautiful. Cause I love, I love the ocean, you know? Um, I think for me, I, Pierce Brosnan, I, he was fine. A fine narrator. I didn't love, I didn't love the stuff that they're having to say. I was so happy that they weren't like anthropomorphizing or like making up stories, you know, mm-hmm. about little children in danger. I think I messaged you one of the times I was watching. I was just waiting for the circle of life moment to come when the, you know, when the animal, little animals were going to get killed by the predators, and it and it happens, you know. But um, I think I, I want to be. I want to come over and watch Polar Bear with you because it's probably <laughs> the worst they've ever done, even for me. It. You will die. 
I had one free night the other night. I was like, I probably should just watch Polar Bear and just get it over with, but I didn't. Uh, but I, I, I hate to be so. I hate again. I just it just comes down to I just don't like nature documentaries. You know, I mean, they were mm-hmm. just like showing all these really kind of grotesque or i guess they were unique you know fish under the water and stuff and how they hide and then they you know they come to life and kill the fish and all this stuff and it's like please make it stop please make it stop so anyway torture torture not i mean the other disney nature i have a little higher it's a better i think it's a better film it was actually quite a good film um, we'll get. I know we'll get to that, but but yeah, that's why I have oceans. <laughs> Ocean, oceans. It's, it's, yeah. All right, very good. Where do you have? Okay. Well, I guess we'll get to it. But well, yeah, you'll sure. see, and you'll okay. die. Okay. Um, number fourteen, I have Den Brother at fourteen. Okay. Because again, I just like that relationship between the brother and this and the sister. I thought it was sweet. Okay. So, um, and then I have Starstruck. Yeah. I have okay. the decom starstruck at 14. Yeah. So I have that actually a bit higher. Um, what did you think about that one, Starstruck? Well, I actually, that's one that I just, I kind of kept moving it around a little bit because it doesn't suck. You know, I, it, <laughs> in a lot of ways, I thought it, I thought it had a, a clever premise. I, I didn't love that. I thought, I thought that the main, girl was a bit of a brat but that's just kind of i know that they were trying to do like the juxtaposition between her and her sister and in the in the in their relationship to this famous boy right mm-hmm. but uh it so so it wasn't it, I, it wasn't just terrible but i didn't i liked i thought camp rock for me was just a tad more if you can call it entertaining you know for me it was mm-hmm. just, just because I have Camp Rock at 13 and then Starstruck at 14. Mm. So I have uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice at 13. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I guess, I mean, I do agree. I think Jay Baruchel is totally miscast as the lead in this. I don't think he's very good. But I kind of had a little bit of fun with Nicolas Cage's performance. Maybe it's just because he's having kind of a moment now and yeah, appreciating yeah. his... His uh his over the topness. I kind of liked Alfred Molina. I thought that um he was kind of fun as a villain. Um, and I I don't know. It's just it, I have Prince of Persia at twelve. Both of these uh, I just think are kind of like serviceable. Yeah, and I, they're fine to me. I I'm not gonna like defend them much because they definitely have their flaws and they're pretty generic. But uh, but I thought they were okay. I guess both of them. Well, I appreciate <laughs> Maybe you saying that. Though. I'm probably being, you know, I'm not probably. I'm definitely being, I think, over, overly critical. But <laughs> the uh, one thing I guess was just kind of disappointing to me, though, is I thought here was an opportunity to have a Disney-branded film that would be kind of like a fun action movie, you know, kind of a fun action adventure. Yeah. And for me, they both really fell flat. And anyway, I guess maybe it it's really interesting to me because that. pretty much since the original Pirates of the Caribbean, Disney has completely failed they, they in starting it. off any other kind of franchise. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, Prince of Persia, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, um, The Lone Ranger, uh, yeah. 
John the Carter. Wrinkle in Time. Which which would you say? John Carter. John Carter. That's another really good one. Uh, they just had kind of one that sort of fizzled with with the um, Jungle Cruise that I, I'm like, that should have been so good. And it was just kind of. Jungle eh. Cruise should have been so good and it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. And, and so taking out the remakes, pretty much every other live action film that has come out has been weak. And it's it's just weird. You would think with all of the talent and uh, development people that they have there at that studio, that they would have been able to have come up with another franchise outside of the Pirates of the Caribbean and their, and their remakes. You think they would have been able to come up with something, but they, I can't think of a single one. Can you? No, <laughs> I can't. Which and I know that they tried, but they just, every single one has failed. It's really too yeah. bad. I mean, uh, Artemis Fowl failed. Yeah, um, that looks so bad. <laughs> and I don't know, it's just kind of, I mean, from a business standpoint, you understand why they keep making the remakes because they're the only, yeah. only thing that's sex successful yeah. outside of their animated films. And, you know, it, it gives me, it's given me an extra appreciation that, you know, why Bob Iger wanted to buy Marvel. Because... Yeah. I think it's the Marvel films that really yeah. take take the place of the you know kind of the Disney action adventure movies of our of you know of, of my youth. Yeah, and you it know? just seems like such simple elements. It just shows how hard it is to make a good movie. Yeah, how it's hard? Not easy. Yeah, it's really not. Um, so I can't. I last. I lost place where you're at. Okay, so. Um, thir- so 14 was Starstruck. 13 for me was Camp Rock 2. And then, are we at 12? Yeah, I don't 12, know if yeah. you... So at 12, I have uh, The Crimson Wing, The Mystery of the Flamingos, the other Disney nature movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which, it's... I was so, again... The the strength for me of the Disney nature films is just the stunning cinematography. It's stunning. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely gorgeous. And this one is quite an interesting story i didn't know about these flamingos you know so i feel like mm-hmm. i learned something and i wasn't necessarily bored out of my mind uh <laughs> <and> <laughs> it's still though it's still circle of life stuff which i just you know mm-hmm. but anyway but it's not but yeah. you know for disney nature this is really quite a good one and i think you agree i think it is definitely underrated i don't know why they didn't release this one why it was only direct to dvd it's yeah. my favorite of all of them yeah so, and I can see why well, it'd be your favorite. It's 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 yeah. very good. So my number twelve, like I said, was Prince of Persia. Okay. Uh, my number eleven is actually Secretariat, and I know that you you have this a lot higher. I have but, a higher, but it's also kind of just like default. <laughs> I don't I don't love Secretariat. I mean, I I like mm-hmm. it, but I don't love it. My problem with this movie is that I kind of don't think she's actually a very good person. And so that Um, makes it hard for me to root for her because it's one thing if she is very dedicated to her job and I applaud that, but she literally leaves her family for a long time. Like practically the whole year she's gone. gone. And I don't know. I found that. I mean, I hate saying that somebody's a bad mother because that seems too harsh, but you can't really mother if you're not there. You need, mm-hmm. especially in this era of what it was, 
yeah. you need to be there. You need to be there for your daughter. You need to be there for your family. And I don't think that taking care of this horse is as important as if you have the privilege, which so many people don't, of having your own family, your own children, you need to be there. You have to be where they're at. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so it made it hard for me to root for her and for her success because I just was like, yeah, her daughter is acting out because her mother is gone. Mother's not there. And she needs her mother. And, uh, and, and then, you know, she's having marital problems. Of course she's having marital problems. She's not there. She yeah. needs to be at home. Yeah. And, uh, so that was, that was my struggle with this movie. They either needed to move to where the horse was, or she needed to find a different dream because your family's family first, in my opinion, that's what I struggled with in the movie. Um, I just found her kind of a hard character to root for. Yeah. So that's why she ended up at 11. It is very well made, well acted. So it's, it's good yeah. on that level. I think that's but. why I have a higher. And again, just also just a fallout with, with the rest of the movies of the year. <laughs> Yeah. So what did you have at 11? I have step up three mm -hmm. at, at, at 11. Now I, this is the, I think I've seen the original step up. I think with Channing Tatum. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think this was the second one. <laughs> I might've seen, I might've seen step up revolution. I'm trying, you know, it's a blur. <laughs> I, and I, but so, but this one, I was so happy to, you know, to, to, to see that it was directed by John M. Chu. I yeah. really loved his work uh, with In the Heights. Yeah. And, and the reason that I have it as high as I do, because well, honestly, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't wish to offend anybody, but my idea of hell, Rachel, is to have to watch hip hop dance competitions. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like, this is so horrible like i can't uh -huh. stand the, i can't stand the tv shows and i just think if i were there i think i probably would just feel like yeah i've i've i have been a bad person and i've gone to hell because this is it would be my punishment because i hate it so, <laughs> so that's three-fourths of this movie is is hip-hop dance competitions and so for that reason i just that was torture however john and chu is really a good director i thought that some of the stuff was fun. I thought that like kind of that parkour stuff on the rooftops was, was, was fun. Uh, and there's that really incredibly charming, like one take dance scene. That's just right out of a Gene Kelly, Stanley Donnan movie. And, and uh, I just, th that turned to me elevated. And then they go back to hip hop dance competition where I think I might perish. So anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying, sorry, sorry. To know, um, so this one, I, I think the, for, for you, I'm kind of a little bit the opposite of you. I have it at 10, but the, the one, I think I'm a little bit the opposite of you and they pretty much the only thing I like about this movie is the dancing, but the dancing is so great in my opinion that it, it gets it to number 10. Um, particularly the water dance, I think is so good uh, at the end. Um, I, I have kind of nostalgia, I guess you might say for this movie because um, the critic, William Bibiani, he loves this movie. It's like one of his all time yeah, favorite movies. Is, yeah. 
And when you we, sent uh, me that had, podcast. It was so fun to watch. He's also a big Hallmark fan, and he he uh, he really enjoys the movies and stuff. And so we had him on. We did a, an Alicia Witt Hallmark movie ranking with him as well. We've had him on twice, and uh, I just always really admired him as a critic. And so it was super fun to have him on the podcast. Oh, and yeah. uh, this. It's just fun to hear him talk about this movie and how much he loves it. The story is just not great. I don't think that they have very good chemistry, this couple. They had zero in, chemistry, uh, I thought. Yeah, in step up three. Yeah. But uh, I just, I think, like I said, especially that that water dance, I think at the end is so good. Um, but, uh, and you've seen a lot of people copy it basically since, like, yeah, uh, like in the Descendants two, that whole water dance. That whole water dance the, is like a total ripoff of of mm-hmm. uh, a scene in Step Up Three. Yeah, yeah. So it, I, I, I'm kind of like you with ballet, as you are with uh, hip hop. I yeah. find ballet pretty boring. I I can go to like the Nutcracker, and that has kind of enough other stuff. But uh-huh. sometimes I I kind of think ballet's a little boring uh but for me um i enjoy the i guess the hip-hop more i i just think the dance scenes are, are really good in this so i have it at, at 10 um, you know, what do you have at 10 i should one before i get to number oh, 10 just one no 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 you're fine what i just wanted is i should probably add to another thing i think you know knowing that i've gone to hell is that if i have to watch disney nature movies on loop I think I would, you know, I was like, I've been a bad person. I gotta do better. Do better in my life. I think mine would probably be having to watch Minions movies. I think that would be my yeah. So anyway, sorry to to digress (laughs) and to to use bad language. Um, Number ten for me is Avalon High, which is a decom, Mm -hmm. and I was just so surprised with how clever. This was, I mean, you know, it's, it's a decom mm-hmm. and so it's not necessarily high production values or whatnot, but this one actually, there was a lot of cool stuff. I had a lot of, a lot of cool location shots and uh, such a clever idea about bringing King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table into a high school setting the way they did it. Mm-hmm. It just really worked for me. Um, what's yeah. your take on it? You'll see it. It's way higher. Uh, okay. I really enjoyed it, uh, and it's full disclosure, written by Julie Sherman Wolf, who yeah, uh, is a big Hallmark writer. She she's uh, such a nice she's, Yeah, she. This was actually, I think, the first project that she ever did, and then she kind of moved over to the rom com area. Um, but I think she did a great job. She's really good at uh, kind of writing witty scripts with with banter and and uh, bringing some humor in. Uh, I think Britt Robertson is super underrated as an actress. I feel bad because I feel like she's just gotten so unlucky in so many projects that probably oh, on paper like Tomorrowland looks so good and, and then fizzled out. And yeah. uh, <laughs> but she's good in this. I, I yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, well, my number nine is Iron Man two. Um, I I think the problem with Iron Man two is that you just can't have Tony being so unlikable for so long of the movie. Uh, It also has more villains than it needs, but it does have some good sequences. The track sequence is is pretty fun. Um, 
the I like um what's his name um Sam Rockwell character even though he's another Iron Man villain in a suit I think he's pretty good um the dynamic between Tony and Pepper is pretty good in this one um it has its pluses but it feels rushed and it was rushed and I just think he's just too much of a jerk for too much of the movie yeah, I have it at number. I have Iron Man two at, at number seven. Uh, one thing just to clarify, just 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 for for uh, purists out there, this technically was not. Even though Disney owned Marvel by twenty, you know they bought Marvel in two thousand nine. Uh, this was technically a Paramount Pictures release. Disney has since been able. Mm. I think however they, they acquired it, and you know it's on, of course on Disney Plus, and and as we know, part of the Marvel. Yeah, you know, the MCU, you know, and all, and all that, which Disney owns. But anyway, but we thought, you know, we should still, you know, include it. So yeah, uh, but I don't, I don't love this movie. Uh, I think it's got some real problems. I think I, I like the whole John Flaherty, Howard Stark kind of a la Walt, mm, kind of like playing true. Walt Disney. That part I think is quite clever. But I also think they have to spend all this time this ex- exposition with with uh, um, Nick Fury and Black Widow that mm-hmm. again plays into the whole MCU raw. But as far as it seems like it kind of brings the film to a, a halt. Uh, yeah, I kind of forget that Black Widow's in it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, as you said, you know, just too crowded. Um, it's. As good as you know, the original Iron Man was. This was, I think, a real, a real disappointment. I mean, with some 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 high points, but overall, not not a great film. I like that racetrack scene as you mentioned, with, with you know, with Mickey mm-hmm. Rourke and the uh, the whips and all that stuff. That was well done. I thought that was that was a pretty exciting sequence. But then it kind of goes downhill for me. Yeah. What do you have at nine? At nine, I have the last song. Which again, mm. like, what has happened to Stan? I mean, what has happened to me? <laughs> I'm Nicholas Sparks and Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> but I think it just goes to show the way. But I just honestly just came down to like, okay, how much did I really enjoy and respect this movie? You know, and I just you know I can't yeah. I can't make excuses for it. But I still uh, you know look at the ranking and I kept I kept trying to move the last song down lower. And I just couldn't because it was to me it was better than the other you know the, the mm-hmm. other movies that are below it. So what do you have at eight? And at eight, that's where I have Alice in Wonderland, which again is just like, what in the world? What in the world? But it's just you know, mm-hmm. it's just what I think. Yeah. So there you oh, go. Own, own your ranking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do. I own. I, I do. I own it. I just try to try to explain. <laughs> The people who think I've lost my mind, but but uh, what, what's your what's your nine, eight nine? Did we already talk about your nine? Okay, so nine I have Iron Man two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my number eight is kind of a weird one. I didn't know how to rank it because it's the boys. I have it uh-huh. eight, which is a documentary. And when I first finished, I was like, oh, that was a pretty good documentary. And then the more it sat with me, I was kind of like. I just feel like the whole purpose of this documentary was to say, look, they actually weren't great friends after all. And 
I guess that's true. But did we really need that? Like, do we need to know that? Did I need to know that about the Sherman brothers? Did I need to know that they kind of didn't like each other? And I, I mean, that was the whole, they would just repeat it over and over again about, oh, well, you know, they, their kids didn't see each other and they didn't really get along and, and, uh, and they had this kind of combative relationship. And I was kind of like, maybe we should have just kept that to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why do we need to know that? You know, I don't know. Um, and that's where I struggled with it. It is well done. It's well made. It's interesting. It has some good interviews. Um, uh, I don't know. It kind of felt like airing your dirty, la- your dirty uh, laundry. Yeah. To me. Laundry. Like, yeah, this is like a kind of a family thing that should really be kept. Yes. The family. So than- that's why I have it at eight. It's not badly done. It's not a bad movie. Um, but I don't know. I just kind of soured on it the more I thought about it. Yeah. I have it a little higher. I think, um, for me, I was, I'm with you. It's just like, it was almost like, I kind of wish I didn't know that they didn't like Mm -hmm. each other. But then I also, I guess I was in a way kind of marvel at the fact that for as much as they didn't like each other, they really were able to create some amazing art together. And I don't know if necessarily the documentary cracked how that happened, you know, but Mm -hmm. I ultimately felt like the documentary was being made. I mean, it was made by their children and really for their children. It was almost just like, I felt like the children had, for whatever reason, the children had to make this in order to try to heal. And, and, uh, but I, I'm I'm with you. I think I would have been better off not knowing that these two brothers who made such joyful. I mean, I just can't think of it. You know, Mary Poppins to me is just it's just joy, and mm-hmm. and so much of their other work too. You know, but yeah. particularly Mary Poppins and and uh, that you know <laughs> they yeah they didn't like each other. So I, yeah. I again I have a little higher because I I I thought I thought that even even though the focus was on their dislike for each other, it was still also fun though, to learn how they work together and their, you know, their relationship yeah. with Disney and, and, and I, that time at the studio, what an interesting time that was. And mm-hmm. anyway, I a peek into that, but yeah, pretty overall yeah. kind of depressing. It made me think, don't make a movie about the Sherman brothers. <laughs> At first I would have been like, Oh, that'd be so fun. Make a movie. Disney should make a movie, but no, no, like, don't make one. No, like, let's just keep it like, you know, saving this <laughs> banks. Let's just keep it yeah. there, you know, where yeah. they don't, they're just, yeah. <laughs> so, um, do, what do you have at eight? Did you say? At eight, yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, right, right, right. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies 
or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. I have Starstruck at seven. Oh, nice. I really okay. enjoyed it. I thought it was very sweet, basically kind of a Cinderella-ish kind of mm-hmm. type of modern take on it. Uh, the um, the uh, the movie star meets the ordinary girl from the Midwest. Um, but it was cute. I enjoyed it. I thought it did a good job at everything it was trying to do. And uh, yeah, it's definitely, I, I would say it's, it's up there for me in my like top quadrant, I would say of like my top 20. I might've yeah. decomps. I liked it. Yeah. You know, as I said, I didn't think it sucked. It, it, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was pretty cute. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, and, and, and clever. Huh. What do you have a seven? Seven, I have Iron Man too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, six, I have Tron Legacy. This was the first time I've seen this. I love the original Tron. And so I kind of avoided this because I just love the original so much. Um, and it's very, very fun to, to watch. Uh, it looks great. Um, and so that's how it got up to six. But I just felt like the story was just an afterthought. The story was, <laughs> yeah. it was not good, in my opinion, this story. Yeah. I, I mean, it was just, there was just so little story. I mean, most of the movie is these races and chases and, and whatever going on. And I thought when I was watching, I was like, I bet Stanford loves this movie. Because he <laughs> loves cars and he loves races and he loves things like and that. And I love Tron. Oh my gosh, yeah. I love the original Tron so much. <laughs> but for me, that doesn't really love cars or racing or, you know, I mean, they're not cars, but you know what I mean? Like these races mm-hmm. that they have. Um, it just felt like I was watching, I said, it felt like a laser roller derby competition. for. Yeah, no, I can appreciate that. Um, yeah. But it is very striking, great world building. It has some nice moments between father and son. Uh, so it got enough to get to six, but I didn't love it. Yeah, I have it. I have it higher just for the reasons it just stated. Um, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Tron Legacy is a is a really great film in this particularly story-wise i think i think yeah. it's really lacking but i thought that they nailed the visuals and, oh, yeah. and uh, those those uh, and the music yeah the, the music was super cool and it was just it just visually it was a really delightful experience i keep wishing they'd make another sequel and then like and, and like have it be like really good you know like right. na- being able to ace the story <laughs> and but I don't know. If, there's all sorts of rumors. Although you know, they're they've made that Tron roller coaster ride that's in, yeah that that's in Shanghai Disneyland. That's coming to Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. I just keep wondering if if that proves to be super popular in the U.S., then maybe they'll yeah. throw us a bone and give us there another Tron movie. There was a Tron animated series too that oh, came yeah. out. I can't remember what year that was. Like, but it was after you know it was, it was after. Uh, um, Tron Legacy came out, so uh, that was you know, and that was kind of cool. I don't remember seeing every episode, but I remember seeing some of it. Speaking uh, did you ever of watch another, that? another attempt at a franchise, 
the fizzles. Yeah, Tron the Legacy. fizzles. Yeah, I yeah. I've never seen the animated, but I heard about it. It was interesting, you know, mm-hmm. not not necessarily great, yeah. but but uh, but anyway, yeah. So I, I've got Tron Legacy, but but at number six, Rachel, I have you again, which. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, I'm not trying to be apologetic about. I mean, I am being apologetic, but but I, you know, my choices are my choices on on this. Yeah. But for whatever reason, it was to me it was an interesting film, even though it was less of a rom com for me, mm-hmm. and more of a um, not this not a, not not a coming of age film, but it's just you know just kind of like a comedy drama. You know? Yeah, I can understand uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, my number five is Oceans. Because it's kind of remember when we were talking about the the Penguins movie and I ranked it over Star Wars. Yeah. The thing, and I said then, and I say it here, is that if you're looking at what is the movie trying to do and did it successfully do it, I think this movie does what it's trying to do. It's, mm-hmm. it. Like, again, you can't fault something for being what it is. You know, like if you, if people don't like nature documentaries, then they're never going to be won over. Right. You know, and and this one, I think, I mean, I love the ocean so much. And I, so, and I don't mind nature documentaries. I can, I like them. Um, But, uh, and so this one, just seeing all the beautiful nature, all the beautiful ocean animals, I thought it was I thought it, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, but, uh, but this one is like I said, more of that sort of David Attenborough kind of a yes. style of nature documentary, planet earth, planet blue, kind yeah. of those type of they, things. They cover so much material, yeah. and so many mm-hmm. different species. And, and I, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I totally respect, this, I respect that. I think this would be a good like background movie. You could just have on. And when you're going about your day, doing your laundry, things like yeah. that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, but it's just, I, I just love the ocean and, and I enjoy nation. I enjoy nature documentaries. I think this is a pretty good one. Uh, so it was my number five. What do you have at five? At five, I have secretariat. You know, mm-hmm. for me, I, I appreciate all your, all of your comments about, it, and I don't disagree. Uh, I, I found it to be a pretty nice sports movie, Disney sports mm-hmm. movie. And so uh, anyway, uh, and and nice production values. And again, yeah. I just liked it better than the other films from, from the year. Although not that I just loved it, but <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought there was, there was plenty, plenty to like and, and that it was, it was beautifully made. Yeah. Well, my number four is Avalon high. I just thought it was really entertaining. I really yeah, liked the story. Solid. I liked the banter. I liked the performances. Uh, I I just really enjoyed it. So I ended up at number four. Yeah. No, and I just you know I think it's so cool that you know that you know you know you yeah. know the screenwriter and uh, and what an, again just what a talent she is. What a nice job she did with that film. And yeah, hopefully her Hallmark movies are as good. Yeah. I'll have to make a list of some of her better um, Hallmark movies. So that, oh yeah, because she has very few misses in my opinion. Uh, almost all of them are uh, are really fun rom coms uh, that just happen to be on Hallmark Channel. Uh, so, uh, what do you have it for? I have the boys. 
mm-hmm. uh, F4. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. Again, it's, it's kind of a it's kind of a tough movie, and it's a depressing movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but uh, again, thought it was really really well really well made. And again, in comparison mm-hmm. to the rest of the year, that's where I put it. Yeah. All right. Well, number three is where I have the Crimson Wing mystery. Oh, nice. Go, Rachel. This is my favorite Disney nature film. I love how they set it up as if it's like Lord of the Rings with like the mythology of the the lake. And and, uh, (laughs) those birds that prey on the (laughs) the little flamingos made me so mad. I mean, I had a, honestly, the first time I watched this, this was years ago. First time I watched this, I had a visceral reaction. I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> because exactly. these little these little flamingos, they get these salt on their uh on their uh, uh, feet and they can't move and they're they they're move. running along. <laughs> oh, How can so you be horrible. filming this and not save the, the adorable? I know. <laughs> the, it was oh and then yeah, and then these whatever they are, these they swing in and take the little birds and I just about died. And, and, uh, it was the, it is, it is the most, uh, one of the most engrossing nature documentaries I've ever seen. And I really liked the whole sort of setup of it all. And they don't really anthropomorphize the animals at all. They just create the sort of lore of the lake, which I, I had thought was very, very fun. So, I, I, I kudos really like to them. That it was a really, really a good script. I thought, and again, right, unbelievable cinematography. And yeah. I'm with you. Although, I mean, truth be told, Rachel, it happens to me every time when they do the circle of I call it the circle of life. <laughs> you know, when the predators show up and eat the little children, the little baby, you know, things. When that when that was showing up, and particularly with those little flamingos suffering with the you know the sand caked on their legs, I'm just like, oh, oh. I hate this so much. <laughs> I can't watch the salt on their legs. I was just oh. like, oh, it was so sad. But I, I really did have. I had like a strong visceral reaction to this. It was the first time I saw it, and I. I mean, and they are so cute. And then, so when it happens, you're just like, oh, you monsters. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> oh. But I, I, I like it. I think it's good. So I have it at three. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't put it anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and that's right. Tron Legacy is at three. Okay. Yeah. 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 Again, for all the reasons that you stated. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I think our no, two and one are the same. Okay, good. Clearly, so, they're yeah, they're going to be close, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Number two, I have Toy Story three. Yeah, me too. And I love you know Toy Story three. I I think that uh, it's a great prison escape movie. I really appreciate how each of the Toy Story movies they've done like a different genre of storytelling, mm-hmm. which I think keeps things fresh. Mm-hmm. And interesting. I, I think Lotso is a great villain. I think Barbie is great. I love Jodie Benson in that role. Ken and, and Barbie in Toy Story 3 are just Yeah, it's so park. good. Of course, the ending is great. I, I think the, I have to say, I think the incinerator scene is a little over the top. I think it's a yeah. little much. It's uh, too yeah, it's just a little too manipulative for my taste. But 
overall, it's a really good film. I really enjoy it. Uh, I know a lot of people, this is their favorite Toy Story. It's not for me. Um, but I still, you know, it's one of my, it would be up there, you know, in my animated films. I really, you know, love it. Um, and, uh, it's beautifully, the animation is gorgeous. So, uh, yeah, it had to be number two. Yeah, I love this movie so much. It's just for mm-hmm. all the reasons that you've stated it's, and it's not my favorite Toy Story movie either, but it's, it's, it's really just basically, it's just terrific. They, they just. Uh, I, I, I just basically yeah. everything. Yeah, I think it's definitely these. The if you're counting it as a trilogy, the first three is Andy's trilogy. Yeah. I think it's maybe the best ever. Yeah, I mean those three I'm movies are you. so those strong. Those three movies, they are all three of them are so solid, yeah. and and as so many people talk about, three really had kind of this perfect conclusion to that trilogy. And, yeah. and uh, I know that was a, a, a complaint for people when Toy Story 4 came out, but hopefully the quality of that movie and just the, and just the different genre that it was playing in mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of swayed. Uh, yeah. Others I to, think I feel like it's, it was almost more of a, too. I feel like it's almost more of a spinoff in a way. Yeah, that's a good way to put up. Yeah, than a than a uh, sequel, like but a sequel. Yeah, so our number one is Tangled. Both of Yay! us, Yay! both of us, are Tangled. <laughs> Love and people Tangled. Have listened, yeah, people have listened to our ranking podcast. They know that we both have this very high on our Disney canon rankings. Yeah. I have it at three. Oh, yeah. I have it at ten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's really. Disney's first romantic comedy. I've said this many times, but the, you really get to know both Flynn and Rapunzel equally well. They're both co-leads. The banter between them is so good. I love mother Gothel. She's amazing. Uh, I just, it's one of my favorite Disney films of all time. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so terrific. And uh, you know, Maybe one of the few years where Walt Disney Animation Studios wins over Pixar, you know, as far as uh, mm-hmm. as a, as a ranking goes. But Tangled is just, you know, it's perfection. It's this, you know, Disney really, as I always keep saying, I think as I view it as Disney's Disney finally figured out how to make a CGI fairy tale that's a Disney movie, and yeah. Uh, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's pure delight. Yeah. It's so good. All right. Well, let's go over our list real quick. So I have <laughs> I have Alice in Wonderland at 20. I have The Tempest at 19. You again, 18. When in Rome at 17. The Last Song at 16. Camp Rock 2, The Final Jam at 15. Den Brother at 14. Sorcerer's Apprentice at 13. Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time at 12. The uh, Secretariat at 11. I have St- Step Up 3 at 10. Iron Man 2 at 9, The Boys at 8, Starstruck at 7, Tron Legacy at 6, Oceans at 5, Avalon High at 4, The Crimson Wing at 3, Toy Story 3 at 2, and Tangled at 1. Nice. And I have at number 20, When in Rome, 19 is The Sorcerer's Apprentice. 18 is a Prince of Persia, and for me, kind of 18, 19, and 20 are a three-way tie. <laughs> um, uh, number 17 is Dan Brother. 
16 The Tempest, 15 Oceans, 14 Starstruck, 13 is Camp Rock 2, the final jam. And can we really say it was the final jam? I think it was. They haven't made it. They didn't make a Camp Rock 3, did they? Anyway, sorry, I digress. Um, (laughs) 12. I'm telling you, that Barbie movie's better. (laughs) 12, The Crimson Wing, Mystery of the Flamingos. Uh, 11, Step Up 3. 10, Avalon High. 9, The Last Song. 8, Alice in Wonderland. 7, Iron Man 2. 6, You Again. 5, Secretariat. 4, The Boys. Three, Tron Legacy, two, Toy Story 3, and then my number one, same as Rachel's Tangled. Yay. Yay. Very good. We finished. Well, let us know if you're listening what you think of the rankings of these movies and what your ranking would be. We'd love to hear. And if you want to do like a video or podcast or whatever, if you want to put your rankings, let us know. Tag us and we'll share it. We'd love love to hear what you think. And Sandra, where can people find you? On Twitter, I'm at Stanford Clark, and I have a movie podcast and blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes, so please check that out. Also, make sure that if you are listening to the podcast on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews, five stars. It really helps us a lot. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which we appreciate that support. And we have the merch store. We can get hashtag animation junkie shirts. So take a look at that. That helps us out a lot. And uh, thanks so much. We'll talk next time with 2009. Yeah. Thank you. See ya. (laughs) Bye.